We don't want you to not have a table the time that you walk in, all right? And uh, the only thing I want to mention is uh, this good deal about uh, Savini. This is, this is Friday, but every Tuesday, their entire wine list is half price. So, uh, you know, some of those uh, more expensive bottles of wine, maybe 50 bucks that you wouldn't buy uh, because that's a little bit out of your budget. On Tuesday, that's a $25 bottle of wine. It's more right in the ballpark, right? <laughs> All right. So consider the half price deal on wines on Tuesday night at Sabini's Pomodoro Italian Kitchen and Bar. All right. Let's, uh, let's chat with Ben. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. All right. City council race. And uh, so uh, this guy's in, in the race. Uh, so uh, I'm looking across the studio, and I'm, I'm looking at somebody who's um, a little bit younger than I am. <laughs> right. All right. So, so tell me, uh, how old are you, Ben, and, and, um, and what uh, made you decide to um, get those hundred signatures and everything? I mean, that's a lot of work. Uh, here he is, Ben Shatra. So I am 30 years old. I am a homeowner in the city. Uh, I decided to step up and run for council because my dad has been the one soccer fire chief for the past eight and a half years. Um, and I have seen him tirelessly give his efforts to the city through the fire department and through Autumn Fest. Uh, I basically grew up in the city even though I'm not from here. And, you know, I've decided that it was my turn to step up and give back. I had the opportunity by living in the city uh, and I decided that this was the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. We're going to close the door of the studio here uh, because there's a lot of traffic in the hallway. <laughs> so thank you for your cooperation. That wasn't Ben's fault. That was our fault. Uh, we had the studio door open. Of course, that's a no-no in the radio business. So your dad is the uh, the fire chief, right? Correct, uh-huh. yeah. And yep. uh, so, uh, yeah, he certainly... Uh, Given a lot of service uh, to the city of Woonsocket. Yep, 36 and, years. Yeah, that's a, that's a long haul. So what do you do for uh, for a living? So I am a manager and a cook at the Beef Barn. Uh, I've been there for about 10 years. Uh, I absolutely love it. It's taught me a lot about life, obviously, and I've gained a lot of experience on the business side of it. Um, Mark and Michelle have been extremely supportive of me mm-hmm. running for city council, um, and I can't thank them enough. I also am the varsity hockey coach at North Smithfield High School. I've been doing that for about six years. I've been involved in coaching there for over 10, I would say. And I also have volunteered for Legion Baseball in the city. Mm-hmm. I did that for about four years. You like sports, huh? <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> and, you know, I think that I've been involved in coaching for so long because when I played high school sports, it taught me a lot about life and responsibility and you know, I appreciate being able to be put in a position where I can carry on those values and pass them on to the younger generation. That's for sure. Now, sometimes um, uh, I go astray on these interviews, all okay. right? Uh, because, um, <laughs> because, well, uh, in this case here, I'm going astray because of what you do for a living at yep. the beef bond. How crazy does it get? I mean, I, I'm looking sometimes, uh, I use the Bellingham location uh, often. Um, and I've been to North Smithfield uh, half a dozen times, but uh, Bellingham is where I go. And I, I, I think you're in North Smithfield, right? Correct, yep. Yeah, and I know that that's a crazy place. That, you, that looks like uh, uh, when, um, when the owners decided to do that location, 
I guess it wasn't guaranteed that it would be an instant success, but it's. I, I understand uh, every time I've been there, the parking lot is full. It's an instant success, right? How Abs- crazy does it yeah. get? Absolutely, absolutely. So we opened a year ago on Labor Day, so we've probably been open for 13 months now. Uh, when we first opened the doors there, it was certainly something that we've never experienced. And, you know, the public had to kind of understand while well, we adapted to what we were dealing with. But it is insanely busy there. It's an extremely high-volume restaurant. That's what we call it in the business, Roger. Do you ever get, uh, like, uh, overwhelmed? Or, or have you just uh, developed a technique to uh, just go with the flow? <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, I have developed a technique to go with the flow. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, obviously getting all worked up under that pressure is not really mm-hmm. going to be conducive to getting the food out. Sure. Uh, all we're worried about is getting the food from us to our customers. So, All right. And uh, now I don't know. Uh, I, I, I've never asked Mark to come in for an interview to ch- uh, talk about the beef bond. So since I don't have him here, I want one more question on okay. the beef bond. All right. All right. So this, you know, I've got the menu here in the studio. We do commercials all the time for the beef bond. And um, so... That roast beef sandwich, is that like far and away the best seller or when is that a misunderstanding? Because I never have it. I always have pastrami, you know, uh, and, and uh, Swiss cheese. So, <laughs> yeah. so what about that roast beef sandwich? It's, the beef is definitely the best seller, uh, I think, by far. Our, our burgers also compete with that. And like you said, the pastrami sandwiches and our steak sandwiches. The thing is, is you know, people hear about the beef barn and they see it on the Phantom Gourmet or, yeah. you know, they hear an advertisement on the radio and it's obviously the beef barn. But the first thing you see is a roast beef sandwich on that Phantom Gourmet show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so people have certainly bought a lot of roast beef. Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're not we're not asking you to tell us how many pounds of beef you sell every week or anything like that. But, it, uh, you know, in watching, uh, you know, I sit there and have my pastrami sandwich and I... I just see that that slicer going all the time with that big, uh, big. Do we call it a big uh, hunk of roast beef? Is that what you call <laughs> yeah. it? We call it we call it a top round. All so right. when we load that up there, that's a it's a top round. Uh, we probably, you know, North Smithfield will go through on a slower day. We'll go through six of those big tops a day. Mm-hmm. Um, on Saturdays and Sundays, it could be double that. It all depends on the level of business and what's going on, and you know how many how many sandwiches we get that day. Well, you are a working man, so uh, you know what it's like uh, to uh, own a house here in Woonsocket and to uh, pay taxes. Uh, I uh, I guess I could look this up on the Internet, so I'm not asking questions out of line. Is yours a single-family house or multiple-family house? Uh, it's a multi-family home. Right. Did you get hit by that big tax bill? I did. And uh, I did. Maybe, maybe that's a good place to, uh, to start because at the last city council meeting, we have one coming up... Uh, I think October uh, October third uh, here in Woonsocket, but there were sixteen Woonsocket residents who were uh, or, or landlords or property owners or tenants who can't afford the rent anymore, and they they said that their property values were knocked out of uh, out of whack, and and uh, some of them had double the tax bill. Tell me about your experience. So. My experience, I obviously did get hit with the higher tax bill. Um, I do know that the company that was hired for reevaluation was chosen against the recommendation of the administration. Uh, the company the council did choose was more expensive, but you know, just as uh, a taxpayer in the city, 
who's starting to learn more and more about this process and learn more and more about how this whole thing works. It's just something that, you know, I wish everybody could have came together and got this right on the first time, you know, mm -hmm. instead of having to go back and reevaluate and then have those people come to the meeting, take up all that time where they could have been focused on other business. And then, you know, I, unfortunately, I don't know what the council is going to decide, but they could decide to reevaluate again, which to me is just a waste. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a waste of something that they could have handled the first time. Uh, the majority of our council increased the proposed tax rate and the taxpayers are paying nearly half a million more in taxes. Uh, that's money that could have been in our pockets. So, you know, when I get on the council, I'm looking to investigate, learn more about it and learn how I can make a change in that department. So uh, I guess it's getting close uh, because uh, this is uh, the end of September and uh, the election is in November and the inauguration is in December. So um, before the end of the year, some new council members might have a, a crack at uh, maybe uh, addressing that issue. Right, right. Um, so um, maybe I was uh, reading an email here in the studio, but when you were talking about, um, when you were giving the answer, did you did you indicate uh, how much of an increase uh, more? Was it like 10% more? Uh, I did not. Oh, uh-huh, right. Do you, do you know how much I more? I mean, I could... I could, I'd have to look at it for sure. I'd have to look at it back, but it definitely was an increase for me, that's for sure. All right. So uh, are you in favor then uh, to bring uh, this, uh, this part of our discussion to an end? Are you in favor of redoing the whole evaluation or are you in favor of having individual people, uh, like maybe some of the people that testified as a city councilman, come into, uh, into City Hall and say... Look at my individual piece of property and do it one by one by one by one. That's that's an interesting question, Roger. And, you know, I'm just going to say that I am in favor for whatever makes the most sense to fix the problem. Mm -hmm. um, I would have to learn more about each how each process would work, what are the benefits and what the you know, what the pros and cons are. But I would definitely be in favor of what's going to help the city take this issue, solve it and move forward. All right, we're going to talk a little bit about um, the bond issues uh, here in Woonsocket uh, coming up. But uh, I'm going to do commercial first. Okay. All right. Hey, you know, tonight is, um, is uh, tonight's, yeah, it was Friday. Tonight is Italian night over at the Elks uh, in Woonsocket. They do that every, um, did I say Italian night? I meant fish fry night. Uh, Italian night is on Wednesday. Fish fry is on Fridays. Today's Friday. And um, and what we do is we open up the doors. Uh, you go to the back of the Elks uh, here in Woonsocket. Uh, here's the back parking lot. Park your car. Go in the the back uh, back entrance and and uh, enjoy fish fry on Friday nights from five until seven thirty. We've got it all. We've got the fish and chips, and we've got the baked fish. Uh, we have the fish sandwiches. Uh, we have uh, clam cakes and chowder. You can order just three clam cakes if you want, you know, or a dozen. You can have stuffies, shrimp cocktails. And for those, you know, you might be going, uh, you love seafood. You might be going to somebody who hates seafood. We can take care of that, too. We have uh, the steak sandwich, steak and cheese. We have uh, hamburgers, cheeseburgers, Italian grinders. Friday night fish fry. Try it out right here in Woonsocket at the Elks.
And uh, then they have entertainment on Saturday night. And also, um, the other thing I want to mention is that uh, bingo, we had bingo, but uh, we, uh, we'll resume it later on. But no bingo this coming uh, Sunday night at the Elks of Woonsocket. Okay, let me look here at, uh, oh yeah, there's a painting company uh, in this area. And if you're thinking of uh, having your property painted, these are the guys to call. The name of the company is All Tech Painting. The name of the business, All Tech Painting. We've been serving the Massachusetts and Rhode Island community with top-notch painting services. We want to be your one-stop shop for interior and exterior painting, plastering, drywall repair, power washing, wood staining, and so much more. And we do all this with the promise of 100% satisfaction using quality materials and the finest product you can be proud of. That's the kind of company we are. Have any questions or want a quote? Call 401-378-7765. All Tech Painting of North Attleboro. Ready to serve you at 401-378-7765. Skilled craftsmen, ready to work for you. Made Believable, the company where we love to clean so you don't have to, is now hiring. We're the best place to work with paid time off and gas reimbursement, of course. You'll be a certified professional cleaner. Call Crystal at 401-309-7440 and find out why we are the best place in town to work. We are a Cumberland-based business. We are fully insured and bonded, too. And if you want our services, remember, we bring our own supplies and equipment. Our cleaning professionals are thoroughly screened, background checked, and trained. And we're pet-friendly. And we can work with any budget. And we'll customize the cleaning for you. Made believable. Again, our number, 401-309-7440. This message is from Crossroads Real Estate Group. Here's Bob Martin with the latest. Rising rates, fewer people will actually be eligible for properties or they'll be eligible for a property at a different price point. So do I expect a slowing of the escalation in prices? Yes, I can almost see it's very close to a plateau. Do I think the bottom's going to fall out? I do not. There may be a correction if somebody's, depending on their desire to sell, definitely uh, a plateauing in my opinion. And rates are still great. However, like everything else, they're not as great as they were. And the first-time home buyers that have come to the market in the last four or five years, they just anticipated a two and a half, three percent rate. More of an adjustment in the lower end of the pricing market than I do at the upper end where you get a more affluent buyer. Crossroads Real Estate Group with offices in Woonsocket, Cumberland, and Chapachet. This is Bob Martin. Call me at 766-7545 and let me and my team get working for you today. Normally on Fridays, we have our real estate question of the week with Bob Martin. He's on vacation. And so uh, we won't have it, but we're going to have the upfront program. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. Ben Shatra running for Winsaka City Council is in studio with us. We're having a pleasant uh, conversation about this and about that. And, um, you know what? Uh, before we go any further, uh, I see the. Is that the what you deliver door to door? Correct. Uh, so, um, so if you knock on my door and yeah. um, I live on Prospect Street, okay, right, you know, knock knock. Yeah, I open the door. There you are. Yep. What are you going to tell me? I am going to tell you uh, that although I am new to this, I feel that I can bring fresh ideas to the city. Um, I am totally, totally in support of working with the mayor 
Uh, I think that her current plans for the athletic complex at Cass Park are absolutely incredible. Um, coming from a place where, North Smithfield, where we have access to our turf facility right at the school, um, it, it's a total game changer. Uh, my experience with athletes is if you give them time, they usually find time to get in trouble. So the commute, although it seems short, the commute from the high school to Barry Field is, you know, sort of an inconvenience. And, you know, it could possibly allow them to make an excuse, you know, I can't get a ride. I don't want to head to that side of the city. Uh, but I think putting that complex in is not only good for the athletes, but it's also good for the citizens. Uh, it'll be access accessible to, you know, everybody, all walks of life, young people, older people. Uh, it's going to be well lit. It's definitely well planned out. And, and I think that that's something we should absolutely consider in the city. Um, I am. Well, before you go, go ahead, further, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, you answered one of the questions from one of our emailers. So, person, is he for or against digging up uh, Cass Park uh, to uh, mine uh, mine the gravel uh, that's that's there? Sounds like uh, the Cass Park project you're in favor of. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think the gravel is just it's another kicker to the situation, right? Uh, it's you know it's going to lower the cost to the city. It's going to lower the cost to the taxpayers. Um, I think that that is a reason why we should support it. But again, like I had just said, I think that creating an environment and a spot where everybody in this city can go that's beautiful, you know, that has that big one socket logo in the center of the field with that nice track. I think that that's something that we should be proud of and we should certainly consider, that's for sure. All right. Uh, now, when uh, voters go to the polls, uh, like myself on November 8th, uh, I'll see uh, city council candidates, uh, I'll see school committee, and I'll see these two charter things uh, that are up for grabs. And um, these were put on by the city council. Yep. Now, I'm not talking about the state, uh, the state ones. There are a few state bond issues uh, concerning schools and stuff like that. So let's go to uh, number one. Number uh, one, of the, one of the things, uh, the city council is asking the voters, do you want to have a marijuana retail facility in Woonsocket? We know that marijuana is available already in Massachusetts. We know that there are some cities that welcome Pawtucket. They can't wait to get a marijuana retail sales because they got to get 3% revenue uh, from uh, every sale. So let's turn to the candidate, Ben Shatra. Uh So um, would you have put it on the ballot in, in the first place? Because if you didn't put it on the ballot, then automatically somebody could open a retail store. So by putting it on the ballot, the voters can say no, and then we will have no retail store in Woonsocket. Might have one in Cumberland or North Smithfield. But uh, so where did you come down on this? So it's certainly it's an interesting issue because, like you said, Pawtucket's going to gain 3% revenue from every sale that they make. I am happy that they put it on the ballot. So, you know. The taxpayers can make the decision whether we want our city to take in that revenue or we don't. Um, there's certainly two sides to the argument. I am I am in support of it because I think that that would bring more money into the city on top of that 3% revenue because there's a lot that goes into that industry and there's a lot that they can develop. Um, you know, they could come in here and they could take up some, some blighted properties or they could go into some of the mills and they could certainly bring, you know more revenue to the city. So um, you're, uh, 
It looks like when you go in uh, into the ballot box, you'll be saying, uh, yes, uh, it's okay to establish a retail center here in town. Correct. But I also have to say, you know, just because it's my opinion doesn't mean that people who are opposed to it, I disagree with them. Um, I mean, I know that everybody has a different opinion on this. Some of them are more passionate than others, but I certainly think that the city should evaluate that possibility. I don't think anybody's going to get into any serious arguments about this issue. Only because they're going to be, I mean, it's, it's already legal. So the question is just do you want one selling uh, the, the product here in Wasocket? And if you decided, you know, the, let's say the voters say no, they, they can go to Blackstone already. Yeah, correct. <laughs> right. And I think, I think if you look at, like, what, what happened in Massachusetts uh, when this first came up. So Bellingham decided that they didn't want to do it. Yeah. But. There's, you know, like you said, there's one in Blackstone mm -hmm. right in back of the stop and shop that's in Bellingham. Yeah. So it's sort of one of those things where, yeah, marijuana is legal now, but do we want to bring the money into our city or do we want it to go elsewhere? It could go. It also could go out of state, like you said, Roger. So we, that's something that we should consider and, and look into. All right. The other ballot question, we have a few callers. And uh, if you uh, uh, want to ask a question, Mr. Chatroy, you can just to stay on course. Uh, when we interviewed Valerie, we took a couple of calls, and they were, like, uh, out on the front porch somewhere. But uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, but uh, I'll, uh, I'll help you on that. Uh, anyway, back to the referenda. That's, so now the city council, this is another thing the city council has put on the ballot. They say, um, uh, voters, yes or no, do you want to continue the current uh, situation of having the mayor appoint the city solicitor. She's not too happy with the city solicitor right now. Did you know that? You, yeah, <laughs> I, I did not know you that. You did not know that. Well, she doesn't. Right. They, they, they've actually spawned on, on air. In other words, at a council meeting and, and, you know, I was listening to it at home. Oh, they're arguing with each other. <laughs> and she appointed him. The, the, the guy's name is John DeSimone. He's the current city solicitor. And there has been some conflict. So here's the issue. The council puts on the ballot that they would like the authority of choosing the city solicitor. Uh, and, then the, and then the mayor uh, can agree to it. And then that's the new city solicitor. Right now, the mayor chooses and the council approves. And so that's on the ballot. You're going to have to vote one way or the other. Or you can not vote at all on that <laughs> issue because it's... Something you don't want to vote on. Here he is, Ben Chatra. So I would disagree with turning, with reversing the way it is now. Because the way it is now, there's a perfect system of checks and balances. And in any government, regardless of the city council, who the city council is or who the mayor is, you obviously want that system of checks and balances. You don't want to throw off the balance. You know, I think the system that we have right now works. So I would vote no for that question fair enough email uh, here's uh here's the one uh, that uh, uh not every every moment i know i'm very pleasant to be with uh right yeah you're yeah. correct, Roger. <laughs> correct yes this is going great <laughs> right, going <laughs> now it's not going so great so this guy says uh can you be unbiased with a family member uh in uh, in city government so he's referring to your father is the uh is the fire chief and and I know you have an answer to this because it's something you must have thought about when you ran. I mean, some people are going to say, well, your father was a fire chief, so, you, you know, you're going to be a city council member. Uh, 
Do you see it as any kind of, any kind of conflict? I, I don't see it as a conflict of interest. And obviously, ironically, I would refer to the city solicitor on what I can and cannot vote for. Um, I have a very you know positive relationship with my dad, and I'm, I'm looking forward to making it a working relationship. But I can tell you right now that if he has something that I don't agree with, you know, I'm not just going to side with him because he's my dad. Uh, I'm definitely here to move this city forward. And I think uh, not to, I'm going to you know, add on to your answer. I, I think we have a city charter and I don't know how many times other members of the Woonsocket City Council over the years, hundreds of times, they've simply said, uh, let's say we've got a fire contractor in front of us. Right. They've simply said, uh, I recuse myself because uh, I have a, a conflict. And, uh, and that happens all the time. And there's a simple way uh, to address this particular person uh, who um, made that inquiry. Yeah, and, and, you know, I have absolutely no problem if I am advised that I need to recuse myself. I have no problem with that. I'm obviously not going to be upset with that. And I understood that going in. Um, but I have talked with the mayor, and she has told me that she has spoken with the solicitor. And, again, I would have to be advised on whether or not I can and cannot vote. And I have no problem if I have to recuse myself. All right. Let's, uh, let's see if uh, we have some uh, phone calls that are relevant to your candidacy. There's only one way to find out. You just, uh, <laughs> you just ask. So uh, what do you want to talk about? You there? Hey, how are you guys doing this morning? We're doing good. We're doing good. Good. So... I missed about the first five or ten minutes, so I apologize if you covered this. But there's a lot of noise about sort of a homeless situation that's going on in Woonsocket. Now, mm-hmm. I don't know the number of homeless people. I don't know a lot about it. I'll be honest with you. I don't have a lot of data on it. I know we, we, we you know, allocated tens of thousands to house them at one of the hotels, you know, and stuff like that. And it would kind of keep them off the streets in the cold weather. Obviously, you know, I think we're a humane city. What do you have in in mind for a long term fix on that though? Is it I just you know I think like the hotel thing. I think it's great, and I think it's. But uh, I don't have an opinion on this, so I'm curious what yours is. But that's all I have. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, uh, homeless is a legitimate uh, question because um, I live here in Woonsocket. You do too, Ben. Um, I don't see uh, the homeless all the time, but uh, every once in a while. Uh, if I um, go out of my way, uh, you know, uh, then all of a sudden you see some people that uh, that are in that ballpark. Do you see? Do you see any homeless people? Yeah. Yep. I do. And uh, for, before I answer the question, Roger, I just want to say that that's a great that's a great question to ask one of the candidates. I've heard some of them, and mm-hmm. that's certainly one of the one of the better ones that I've heard in the past couple of weeks. Um, as far as, you know, my answer for the situation, I'd have to do more research and look at options, but I am totally open to finding a spot for them. Uh, you know, I think that cleaning up the city per se, the mayor has done a great job of that and they've gained a ton of momentum, you know, through her department heads and various other avenues. But I would love to be a part of that solution and to, you know, sit down and really hash out what's the best way to fix this problem. You know, I don't, again, I don't have the answer, and I would definitely do some research into it, but I would love to be a part of that solution. Well, I recommend to any candidate, whether they uh, are new to the uh, new to the subject of homelessness or uh, whether they're current council members, that uh, they uh, call City Hall and sit down with Linda Plays. Yep. Linda is um, human... Um, 
um, Services Director for the City of Woonsocket. And she can uh, tell you about um, uh, where the homeless uh, live and uh, what kinds of different homeless people there are. This is not Linda's words, this is my words, uh, but there are two, two types of homeless people. There are homeless people that when you make contact with them uh, and you offer city services to help on a pathway out, there are some people, they say, thank you and do it. And then there's homeless category B where you could do, you know, you could give them a house. Right. And... <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and a car and everything, they don't want. They actually like the lifestyle. And so the n- n- next question is, um, you know, um, and I didn't ask Linda Plays this question, um, and I'm not asking you either, but, <laughs> you know, do we create a homeless village uh, somewhere where, uh, you know, they, they if they want to live in tents, they can live in tents. I don't know. Uh, maybe it's a health, uh, health issue. I think it's important, you know, and that, that kind of hammers home the diversity on the council and, and all the people involved in this decision-making. How can we all come together and make a solution that's best for the city? Um, I think that you obviously had a couple suggestions. And, you know, you're dealing with different walks of life and, like you said, two different types of homeless people. So how can we bring everything together into one and find the solution? If you are on the radio dial and you uh, hear these two guys talking, I'm Roger. Ben Shatra is the other guy. He's running for city council. Let's press another button here and uh, see if we can. Uh, that was a good question. Absolutely, from, uh, Roger. From, that was a fantastic question. Thank you, caller. Hello. What's your uh, comment? Roger. Uh, Roger's right here. Steve D'Agostino, how are you? I'm good. <laughs> I'm very good, Steve. I just want to voice my support for uh, young Ben Chatra. I've known him since elementary school. Um, he's a fine young man. He comes from a great family. He's actually a pretty good first baseman, too. <laughs> I remember they uh, won a state championship at McCoy Stadium, he and my youngest son. And uh, I've had many conversations with Ben over the years, and uh, he's very common sense oriented type of young man, and he's a hard worker. He works uh, extremely hard, and uh, I think he would be a great addition to the city. He's young, and uh, he's youthful, and he just has a lot of energy, and he wants to be here. So, he's uh, got more energy than me and you, right? I don't know, maybe you, but, not <laughs> but uh, and, he, and he agrees with more with me than his father. So. <laughs> well, thank but, you uh, for that endorsement, Steve. Thank you, Director. All right, no problem, Ben. Good luck. All right, thank you. All right. Uh, perfectly okay. It's uh, your uh, your hour in the uh, in the spotlight here on the Upfront program, and the purpose of meeting the candidates is to uh, present their uh, best side. And uh, so, Steve D'Agostino approves of you. That's good. That's good. Yeah, because everybody likes Steve. That's a know. that's a major endorsement. Yeah. That's a major endorsement. That's for sure. All right, let me go back to uh, my uh, thing. So we covered. Um, we covered the uh, the uh, marijuana issue on the ballot and the uh, solicitor. Oh, yeah. The canal project. Have you heard about this thing? I've heard a little bit about yeah. it. I don't I don't know if I have enough background to totally speak on it. Um, well, you uh, you don't. Uh, but, okay. okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't mean to say that you don't have enough <laughs> information. You don't have to speak on it. Okay. Because, uh, because the canal project is... Um, 
is an independent project. It's not a city hall project, and it, and it's uh, uh, but it is Woonsocket residents who are very much involved in it. Right, and uh, they've been on the radio and so forth, and they have. Um, I'll, I'll give you a little uh, background from what I can see. They they have an alternative view of how we should interact with the Blackstone River here in Woonsocket. Yep. And uh, and then the administration. I had Mike DeBlaise on the other day. In that same real estate area, has uh, a thoughts as to how they uh, they would like to see it develop. So, with the experienced candidates who are sitting on the council, who have already met with the canal district committee. I would, you know, I would say, what do you think of the canal district? Yep. But you can't ask that of somebody just coming in. Right. Because, right. you know, they <laughs> they haven't met with this committee and so forth. So I'm going to reframe the question uh, for you. Okay. So we have uh, an independent uh, group uh, that's trying to get uh, a, a project going. Uh, they say that uh, it's a $400 million project. And as a council member who got elected and then uh, inaugurated in December. If this group uh, wanted to uh, come before the city council, uh, would you let them and present their idea? Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. I would I would be open and willing to listen to all ideas, not just this one, but I would absolutely let them come before us. All right. Fair enough because I think that's all they they want is uh, uh, some, you know, uh, somebody who's elected uh, to uh, let them make their their pitch for the betterment of Woonsocket. Right. And that's something that's something that I've learned, you know, as I got involved in this process that I'm looking forward to doing is listening to the different ideas and hearing pe different people's pitches and, you know, what their ideas are and kind of evaluating it and maybe inputting my thoughts and my opinion and see if we can come up with something that's going to benefit the city. Yeah. All right. Sounds uh, fair enough. Hey, we're talking about Woonsocket City Government, and we're talking about choices uh, that uh, voters have to make. This could be tough for uh, for somebody like myself who uh, has to measure uh, the experience of um, of some of the people who have been on the uh, council. I, I know there are a couple couple of people for sure. I, I want to return to the council simply because they're. They're numbers people, you know, and yep. they know they know, um, they know accounting and so forth. I'm not going to say any names right now, but uh, and then, uh, but on the other hand, I wouldn't mind seeing a few new uh, faces uh, on the Woonsocket City Council. Not at all. So you're not going to make a lot of money doing this. Did you know that? <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. I'm not doing it for the money. That's for sure. Um, so I get the feel, feeling um, you you played first ba base. For, I, who did I did you play first base for North Smithfield High School. Okay, so and then you got to McCoy Stadium. What was that all about? Uh, so in two thousand and eight, uh, we won a state championship against Prout. I actually played with Director D'Agostino's youngest son, like he had said. Uh huh. So that was certainly an experience in and of itself. All right. So that's uh, the reason I'm asking that is leading into uh, into a into a question. Everybody. Who's on the council seems to have an interest in in some particular area. Yep. You take Kanoyer and Ward, uh, the, the, their finance people. They like to talk about money and stuff like that. Those are good. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I, good. So, when you um, you know, uh, you're in uh, the restaurant industry. Uh, you you love sports. You're into coaching and so forth. Um, are we doing enough here in Woonsocket uh, in in the area of sports, sports facilities, sports programs? Would you be uh, introducing uh, something uh, different along those lines? I mean, 
like I had said, I definitely support the, the mayor's athletic complex plans at Cass Park. Um, you know, I am willing to implement anything that's going to give the youth a place to go and, you know, give them something to do. I would like to comment on the current athletic department that Woonsocket High School has, and it's totally admirable, and I'm excited to sort of be a part of it if I can. Um, you know, they're creating opportunities for athletes that might not have opportunities through track and field and various other things. You know, it seems like every year we open the call and we see another Division One commit coming out of Woonsocket High School, mm -hmm. and that's something that this city should certainly be proud of. Woonsocket High School football, they're 3-0, though, already, right? They are 3-0. Yeah. How long is that going to last? <laughs> hopefully hopefully the, the whole season, right, Coach Bebo? <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, one of our listeners, um, email uh, comes into, uh, into the studio. Are you having a good time? I am. All right, good, good. All right. Uh, so oh, I, I got to go down, hit the email so I can read it because... Um, my eyesight ain't what it used to be. Good morning, Roger and Ben. Regarding the marijuana issue, I agree with you. It's available everywhere, so why not profit? Oh, I guess she's agreeing with me, all right? Yep. And you're, you're agreeing. Too. Yeah, yeah, right. yep. right. we, we all agreed. Right. Everybody in here right. agreed. Um, <laughs> I don't want to use it, but uh, approve of it. Uh, being a nurse for many years, I never saw... A death resulting from pot, but many from alcohol abuse. Just my opinion. You're still a young pup, Ben, but good luck in November, says Sandra, as she writes uh, to us. Thank you very much, Sandra. I appreciate your email. Young pup. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, on the uh, marijuana uh, issue. Uh, let me, uh, let me uh, get somebody's, uh, you know... Uh, this is a thing that they put on the door, you yep, know. All yep. right, and um, and one of the things uh, that uh, people are going to be doing, I, w I wanted to ask a young guy's opinion about this, and that's early voting. Okay. You know, so all the years I've been around, every, you know, when voting day came up, it was one single day, and now um, in this particular election uh, that you're involved in in November. Uh, you can go in as early as uh, October 19th, and um, you can even vote the day before voting day, uh, Monday, uh, November 7th yep. at City Hall. Now, I want to find out whether you're conservative or liberal. <laughs> so how do you feel about uh, about this? Do you think that... Uh, that people have like too wide a window to op to to uh, to vote in, and the only reason I say that is that in the primary that just happened a few weeks ago, um, I know that some people had already voted, and then something came out on one of the candidates, and if they had a, and and they could have changed their mind about their vote, and and they are already voted, you can't go back and revote. Your comment, Ben Shatra. Uh, so like you had said, the early voting window starts on October 19th. And in my personal opinion, I think that's a little bit too long of a time to allow. Because like you said, Roger, a lot of things could happen. You know, even the city council race, it could happen in the Senate race. It could happen anywhere where, you know, somebody comes out and somebody goes on uh, WNRI and makes a comment that you don't, you know, you don't like, you don't appreciate, you don't want them representing you. Um, I could see maybe allowing a few days before, but I think that October 19th is a little too early. 
So you wouldn't object if uh, some state politician uh, modified a little bit uh, the law going into the next cycle that maybe uh, left uh, a week of early voting, but uh, not like three weeks. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, I would I would agree. Like I said, you know, a couple of days before a week a week is even a good meeting point. You know, halfway. Sort of, but I don't think that October nineteenth is just a little too long. I'm not looking at your uh, handout that you hand out. You can, uh, I'd like to have a copy when you leave. But, but um, let me give you a couple of the buzzwords that other candidates use out there, and I want to see okay. if you pick up on any of them. Uh, like uh, this uh, individual uh, wants to help working people. Yep. Uh, this uh, individual wants uh, uh, better ac- access to health care. Uh, this, uh, how about um, um, want to take care of the seniors? How about want to take care of the veterans? How about uh, wanting to uh, have job creation and so forth? Any of that stuff on your on your literature, or is that uh, campaigning for another type of candidate? I mean, that's that's all that stuff would be on my on my literature. I think that you know it's important that we f- help out all different types of walks of life in the city. You know, you could even include homeless in that, Roger. You want to help the homeless. You want to help the veterans. Sure. I'm looking forward to the opportunity to helping everybody in any way that I can. End of answer? End of answer. <laughs> okay. Now, end of program. Um, is an opportunity. One more time. Uh, a little bit earlier, I asked you, if you knocked on my door, what would you say? So, um, we're going to ask you to, um, you know... Um, Make believe that nobody heard the program up until now. <laughs> and uh, they're just dialing in. They're hearing this guy, Ben Shatra. He's running for, for city council. And uh, so, Ben, uh, I'm opening the door. Yep. And uh, what do you, why should I vote for you? So, as an elected city councilor, I'm looking forward to working respectfully with my fellow councilors and leaders to move the city forward. Uh, I support the mayor's current plans for the athletic complex at Cass Park, and I would love to provide feedback based on my experience and expertise of working in athletics. I look forward to learning how I can create a business-friendly environment in the city to bring new businesses to us, and I am certainly, certainly interested in creating a new public safety complex in the city. Uh, the fire department has five buildings Three of them were built in the 1900s. Two of them were built in the 1960s. And our police department was built in the 1970s. I think it's certainly time for us to step up as a council and provide them, you know, a new state-of-the-art facility. Because I know when I call 911, and I'm sure you're the same way, Roger, you want them to respond quickly and as efficiently as possible. I think that's super important to the city to give them a new home state-of-the-art. It'll help them draw more employees. It'll bring, you know, a sense of camaraderie onto both departments, and I think that's super important. Um, And I certainly look forward to working with the administration to help and figure out where we can, you know, create opportunities for this city to become better. Have you ever watched a city council meeting? I have. I have. I've actually been watching them. So, that's funny you asked that, Roger. I've been watching them a very long time. Uh, Since my dad became the chief, we've been watching. So, So you think think that uh, you and maybe a few other people could make uh, that uh, uh, city council meeting uh, 
either uh, more interesting or less quiet or, or what, what what kind of a tone are you going to bring, huh? Uh, I'm certainly a more laid back person. Um, I'm looking forward to, even though I don't agree with you, I'm going to respectfully disagree with you. And I think that's an important part of the puzzle to bring up because, you know, sometimes I think the council meetings get a little heated and I'm looking forward to being a part of the solution. So when I have a pastrami sandwich at the beef barn. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> ready, I, Roger. Am I going off course here? No, no, I'm ready. All right. Any beef barn questions, let them out now. <laughs> I'm right. here for you. Right. <laughs> so, um, so this, uh, you, do you slice it and then like steam it or warm it? Or how, why is it so good? Why is it? <laughs> Why is it so moist taste? So your pastrami sandwich is probably it's so good because it's one of the leanest pastrami sandwiches you ever ha- you'll ever have. There's absolutely no fat on it. So mm-hmm. when you go to Stop and Chop or you know c- certain delis, they'll take a whole top and they'll put it up. We actually trim the fat off of that, mm-hmm. and your sandwich is heated up in the au jus in which the roast beef is cooked. Uh huh. So it's that's why it's so good. It adds ah. a little extra flavor for it. All right. So uh, yeah, that sounds like. Uh, <laughs> That sounds like, um, what time do you open? 11 o'clock. <laughs> They'll be there at 11 o'clock. Hey, it's been a pleasure chatting with you uh, today, and I wish you the best of luck in the election on uh, November 8th. Uh, do you have time uh, uh, be- between roast beef sandwiches to go out and, you know, talk to people? Yeah, yep. Uh, I've had some time. I've been out at some of the high-rises, and I've totally loved the opportunity to meet the citizens of the city and to teach them about, you know, where I stand and, and pitch my ideas to them. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you for uh, stopping by and say hi to your mom and dad for me. And, I absolutely uh, will. Thank and, you. And um, you see Steve D'Agostino, say hello to <laughs> I will definitely stay hi to Steve. All right. This is the Upfront program for uh, today, and our guest has been um, Ben. Shatra. Oh, that was clever on my part. Yeah. You didn't realize I was so shocked, even at my age. Uh, anyway, we chatted with him about uh, running for uh, city council. Can I have your uh, your brochure? And I'll, yeah. bring you, I'll bring your brochure back in. All right. Uh, oh, I see. All right. Yeah, yeah. I'd like yeah. the okay. brochure. I know, yeah. I know who, you, who yeah. you're running yeah. with. Yeah. Uh, we'll see you on Monday on the Upfront program. And uh, Dick Bouchard will be uh, doing doing the program as he does on Monday, and I'll rejoin you on Tuesday. Take care, everybody, and take care, Ben. This has been WNRI's Upfront, presented weekday mornings at 8 a.m. Upfront is a regular public affairs presentation of News Talk 1380, WNRI Woonsocket. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm Rich Thomason.